and I didn't know anything about reading palms either. I've never known anything about that. Not then, not now. One thing I did know, no matter how many times she let me pry her hand open, her fists were still clenched. They'd stay that way forever. Juliana letting me pry open her fist. That was a lie. Maybe it was a good lie. I think it was. I told her once that she collected secrets like some people collected stamps. You're full of shit, she said. Where do you get that crap? You're so full of shit. No, I'm not, I said. Well, she said, everyone needs to collect something. Collect something else, I said. Like what? Books. No, I don't like them. That's your thing, Sammy. Did you know everyone calls you the librarian? She looked at me. I pretended I knew. I didn't. But I pretended, and she let me. And besides, she said, only gringos can afford books, but secrets don't cost a damn thing. She was wrong about that. Secrets cost plenty. I used to write her notes in class that said, stop collecting. Not yet, she'd write back. Then tell me one, just one secret. What did I think she was going to tell me? The first time she told me what she was thinking, I found myself trembling. I've always wanted to smoke a cigarette. That's what she whispered. I pictured her wearing a backless dress in some smoky bar with a cigarette between her lips, a drink in her hand. I pictured my hand on her bare back. That's what made me tremble. And that song came into my head. You'd be like... I almost offered to buy her a pack, buy her two packs, buy her a carton. But I was 16 and could never talk when I needed to. And my pockets were empty. So I just stood there trying to figure out what to do with my hands. I wanted to die. That night, I decided to be a man. I was tired of sitting there like a chair. That was me, Sammy Santos, a chair, sitting there, thinking, as if thinking ever did any good. To hell with everything. After dinner, I walked out of the house, borrowed Paco's bike, and stole two cases of Dr. Pepper bottles from Mrs. Franco. She had a nice house. She didn't live in Hollywood. She didn't need the bottles. I cashed them in at the Pick Quick on Solano and bought my first pack of cigarettes. My dad wanted to know where I was. Just taking a walk, I said. Dad's smile almost broke me. You're like your mom, he said. She'd walk and think. You'd take after her. He looked so happy, if you can be happy and sad at the same time. That's how he looked when he talked about her. I hated to lie to him, but I couldn't tell him I was stealing Dr. Pepper bottles from Mrs. Franco. I couldn't. He thought I was some kind of altar boy. He never went a week without telling me I was good. Good? What's that? Sometimes I wanted to yell, You don't know, Dad. You don't know these things. I wanted to yell that. It would have broken his heart. Later in bed, I held the red pack of Marlboros and studied it like I was going to be tested on what it looked like. I smelled the cigarettes through the cellophane, and it was then that I fell in love with the smell of tobacco. The next day, during lunch, I offered Juliana the pack of cigarettes. She stared at my hand, that trembling hand of mine holding out the pack of cigarettes. She took them, real casual. 
but there was something in her eyes. Something. She put them in her purse. Then she stared into my palm. You work, she said. It was true. I got up at four to clean seedy bars for speed sweep janitor service. We can sweep anything you can own. That was our motto. Every day from 4.30 to 7 o'clock, I worked. Worked, came home, showered, then fixed breakfast for me and my sister. Everyone works, I said. She was going to say something, then changed her mind. I hated that. It was like knowing a secret was there, and the secret was about you. Knowing it was there, well, it hurt. You're nice, she finally said. Nice, I thought. There were better compliments. She smiled. Someone's gonna hurt you, and you're gonna wish you never had a heart. I wanted to tell her that my mom had died, and that I already knew about hurt. I didn't say that. Didn't say anything. Nothing. I just watched her walk away, my eyes following her, until she disappeared like a sun taking a slow dive into the earth. Everything was darker when she was gone. She knew something about hurt, too, but she knew how to fight back, and she could scare you into silence with just a look. It wasn't that she was ugly or mean. It's just that she'd learned certain ways. The world wasn't all that good to her, and she wanted to remind everyone around her, but mostly herself, I think, that she was worth something, that the air was hers, too, that the ground she walked on was as much hers as it was anybody else's. She was so afraid of being beaten down, I think that came from having a father who wanted to crush her until she turned into powder so the wind could blow her away. Then she'd be nothing. I remember what she told me. I remember exactly. When I was four, I fell off a swing at a park. I dirtied my dress. My father just kind of looked at me like I was dirty. And I knew right then he didn't care if I sat in that dirt for the rest of my life. I think he was disappointed when I didn't cry. I got up, dusted myself off, and got back on the swing. But I never forgot that look. He hated me, and there was nothing I could do about it. I tried to make him change his mind about me, but nothing worked. I served him tea, I shined his shoes, I cooked meals for him. Once, I ironed his favorite shirt, and it was perfect. He grabbed it from my hands and wadded it up like a piece of paper so I just gave up. I was 12. When I was in the eighth grade, I read a story. The teacher made us look up words we didn't know. The word I was looking up was disdain. And when I read the definition, I said to myself, yeah, I know that word. That night, when she was telling me these things, we were smoking cigarettes in my dad's Chevy Impala. We were at the Aggie Drive-In Theater off Valley Drive, We'd turned down the speakers because we'd both already seen The Odd Couple. There was nothing real or interesting about that movie. Watching it made us tired. It was supposed to be funny. I guess so. But it wasn't. Not to Juliana. Not to me. And Juliana said it was weird, the kind of movies gringos went mad for. But you can't do anything about gringos, she said. Just like you can't do anything about fathers. And then she kept talking about her dad and how he made sure he put everyone down. If I'd have been born a bird, he'd have cut off my wings. I wanted to tell her that I would kill myself if my father hated me.
Every day when my father came home from work, the first thing he did was rub my hair and tell me supper smelled good. I tried to cook like mom. I did okay. And dad always thanked me. That's the way he was, a thanker, always thanking people for the things they did. And damn it, I hated Juliana's father. I did, for not being like my father, for not knowing what he had. I did hate him. And finally, that's what I told her. I hate him. I really hate him. That's what I said. And that was the first time she kissed me. She tasted like cotton candy, not sticky, but sweet, as if something inside her was making up for the something she didn't have in the house where she lived. You're nice, she said. Someone's gonna hurt you. Yeah, you've said that before. It's true. She kissed me again. I kissed her back, hard as I could. And when she stopped, she looked at me. You were born to get hurt. Nope, I said. And then we just went back to kissing. We sat on the hood of the car and smoked all night and kissed some more. I still remember her smell. She didn't wear perfume or jewelry like all the other girls. I liked that about her. She talked about how her mother would sometimes leave, but always come back, and she wondered why her mother wouldn't take them all with her when she left. She just leaves us there, with him. I listened. I liked listening to her. I didn't care if the stories she told weren't soft or beautiful or nice. The barrio we lived in wasn't soft or beautiful or nice. It didn't matter that someone had named the barrio where we lived Hollywood. Maybe it was a joke. Maybe it was a prayer. Didn't matter. Nice stories were hard to come by in Hollywood. So I just listened. Juliana said her aunt...